Janeway is pissed and wet. <laughs> pissed and wet. Yeah, we go. That's what you like to see. She presses open a lift and the bridge is goopy. <laughs> These are my notes for this episode. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 111194.1. Welcome aboard the Starship Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and I think she'll mutiny if I pull out another Darmok reference. It's Ambassador Danae. How how has the reaction to me not enjoying last week's episode gone? Because I I I don't I I get nervous. Of course. I get nervous. Fandom opinions can be polarizing and the internet is not always a kind place. Um, I have not been in touch with every single one of our listeners. However, (laughs) the the ones that have commented so far have enjoyed the debate, enjoyed that we got into a bit of a fight, and (laughs) a few people agree with you. Like a lot of people in the live chat. (gasps) A lot of people in the live chat agreed with you as well because it's an episode that kind of falls apart as most things do when you bring it under scrutiny um and possibly dare i say it is an overrated episode that doesn't affect my love for it but uh, i don't think it's not like you saying i hate baby yoda (laughs) 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 it didn't go over like that i think that that stupid little yoda thing is ugly i i just want to say for the record that he is quoting me i do hate baby yoga yoga (laughs) Right? Isn't no, that you love name? baby yoga. That's your favorite thing. But baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grogu. Fuck, the, fuck that little green Grogu, whatever. <laughs> what a dick. No, and I encourage you to be as honest and true to yourself. I can't even help it. if it means it's not going <sighs> with the trend. I have a personal goal in life, which is I want, <laughs> I really enjoyed finding female voices that were bold enough to just say, what they felt even if it was controversial and even like curse and talk about just the stuff that I never heard women talk about growing up and so now that I have been been podcasting for over a decade I keep challenging myself to just be honest about things Mm -hmm. so this is a it's but it's still hard for me because I I, want to like what other people like but being honest is a really interesting journey because yeah. it does mean sometimes you're isolated because you're the person that genuinely isn't having a good time and you do feel a little bit on the outs, but it's just nice to be honest with yourself, which is why I have to say I do like Grogu. Please, please believe me. <laughs> I was kidding. That's the takeaway here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is so cute. A He's little bit so of a psychopath adorable. for it's- sure, but like who doesn't like a little psycho? Right. It kind of broke me when he started eating the eggs of that alien they were helping. And I was like, no, that's I mean, he's he's murdering babies. How is he still cute? Um, <laughs> we we eat eggs. <laughs> yeah, but this was different. Like those eggs were intended to be offspring. The eggs we eat were not. They were never fertilized. They're just according period. to you. Well, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess it depends on where you get your eggs. It, it well wait no I don't think that's true that all of them aren't fertilized or else they'd be chickens not eggs. Let's have a moment. We just eat unfertilized when, eggs. When do, when do eggs get fertilized for chickens? By by the hens. They, mm-hmm. The roost no the hens it's literally the opposite. The roosters do their thing to the ladies and mm-hmm. then that lays an egg. Otherwise they're just laying an egg. So they, they will so, still lay, lay eggs regardless, but they won't turn into chickens unless they're fertilized. So how do we know like? We're taking eggs off of a farm. 
How do we know mm-hmm. which ones are the fertilized ones and which ones are just the not? The ones that haven't interacted with roosters. I mean, the farmer knows. So you're saying how do we, this is a trust thing. Well, like I have a friends and I get the eggs and they have a farm and they have the chickens and the roosters are all together all the time. That's not normal. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not. And you're, you're, I know this friend. They're not like mass producing eggs either. Like that's a personal thing. No, 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 no. These are my buddies. These are my, these, there's like backyard farmers. Yeah, they're yeah, not, that's not, they're the not even really farmers. Yeah, they're usually separated unless the intent is to breed the eggs. So we, you could be eating an egg that was fertilized. You just don't know it. I think so, but we're talking this about is my a trust point. thing. Okay, this is right. my point: is that we don't know, we don't, we don't know. <laughs> Here on Captain's Farm. <laughs> oh, but you know what? The emails we're going to get explaining this are going to be great. I this is amazing. This is this Please is. Please bring us knowledge. This is how I was going to wrap this up. I'm 100 percent sure everything I said was bullshit, and I'm going to be corrected. <laughs> Fact check me. me. Maybe I'm it's pre- me. The problem, the privilege of being a white male, is that you you present things with confidence. And it's like I am right about this. Correct me. I'm. I. Th- that's in my head. What I've heard and what I think happens. I'm happy to be wrong. Please tell we me. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. I'm. I'm. F- I fully expect that what happens is they chop the dicks off all the roosters and just let them all mingle together, and that's how it happens. All right. I'm gonna Google where is a rooster's dick. I'm just curious. I mean, it's probably in the regular place. Well, they probably <laughs> don't even have one, do they? You know how I like. I'm so sorry. We're we. I swear to God, we're gonna get to Star Trek. I just typed in where is a roosters and then didn't complete it. Here's the mm-hmm. top results: testicles. Yeah. Pecker located. Testicles <laughs> located. Balls, nuts, wait, heart, wait, spur. No. Pecker, because that could be innocent. That could mean it's literal pecker. Imagine getting okay. the wrong answer either way. The rooster's sexual organ is called the papilla, which is located inside the bird, just inside the wall of the cloaca. It looks like a small bump, and it is not at all similar in form or function to a penis, except no. the extent that semen right. exits through it. So, <sighs> yeah, cutting okay. off its dick is probably not likely. No, it's not gonna. It's uh, cloaca is making an appearance in the cinema scenes universe again. Um, amazing. I don't know how I segue into that. So let's go and do some emails. <laughs> Okay, hailing frequencies open, everyone. It's time for us to read your emails from Discord, Twitter, and, well, email. We have a follow-up to our ongoing replicator discussion debate about whether replicator produce replicators produce food that is as good as the um, original. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just as a brief recap, I think that, in theory, replicators should taste as good as the real thing. And the stereotype in Star Trek is that people kind of complain that um, oh, it doesn't taste as good as home cooking, and this isn't how my mum used to make it. And I argue that the computer's just going to reassemble molecules and can make it taste however you want, as long as you program it correctly. Danae's opinion is I think she doesn't care. So this is really just an email for me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from Philip McCollum, who I think brings up a great example. Um, in regards to the ongoing discussion regarding replicator food tasting different, think of it as the difference between store-bought and homemade food. A lot of things can change with the taste. Where you get the ingredients from, whether you've had the hen's penis chopped off, he didn't say that. Um, The ingredients used, duck eggs versus chicken eggs, etc. For example, my grandma's egg salad tastes a lot different than store-bought egg salad. Also, with replicated food, it will always have the same taste. Replicated egg salad will always taste the same. Whereas homemade taste can change because there's a human factor. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of, I think I get that i still think you can program 
the replicator to be pretty accurate. But do you like that analogy of store-bought I versus do. homemade? I do. I do. Um, my grandmother, uh, rest rest in peace, Grandma, um, her cooking changed as she got older because her taste buds changed. Yeah. So she would alter her recipe to inc- like increase the flavor, which to anyone who still had taste buds that were active was like, <laughs> this wow, is salty. This- this is so salty. <laughs> Grandma is just like dumping it uh-huh. in there now. So, you know, I think maybe you could program the replicator to like, I Over-salt don't know. salt it. Al- alter factor 1% yeah. and maybe it would add a little dash of extra pap- paprika and salt just oh for my fun. Goodness. Set it to home cooking where it just randomly fucks up part of the recipe. Like within an eighth of a teaspoon of this and this and this and you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And that would be kind of fun. Because no one's deviled eggs taste the same. No, absolutely not. No, I was making sausage rolls for the first time over Christmas, and I made them three different, different ways. Yeah. They came yeah. out three different tastes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I love this analogy. Thing. That's great. Yeah, I think that works really well. I love that. Thank you, Philip McCullum. Okay, Ambassador, we are coming to the conclusion of our monster medley madness series. We have. Th- are we a conclusion? We are. The reason Is this the last for that. One? No, we have three okay. episodes left. Oh, okay, okay. Coming to the end. Now, it's really tricky. Star Trek doesn't actually do a lot of monsters. Um, and I think we've, we've had a pretty pretty good selection other than Ian screwing up a couple of times. This week, <laughs> we're returning to Voyager with Macrocosm. So the only episode of Voyager that we've done on the show was with Daniel Cardoso, one of the, the other writers at Cinema Sins, and we did Timeless, which was when Voyager was frozen under the ice and harry kim and chakotay are in the future oh. and try to fix the past to prevent the ship from I crashing the slipstream that. stuff it was like i think 18 months ago it was a, a wow. while ago yeah so how do you feel about heading back to voyager you excited mm. yeah this reminds me for just a brief moment we talked about you know watching the new uh, new discovery when it comes out and how we just drop in without context and if that's a good or bad idea mm-hmm. still pondering that one <laughs> similar with what we're doing with this you know monster series we're just gonna pop into this star trek yep. world and then we're gonna pop back out and there's a lot of context i'm gonna be missing but one of the fun things about shows like this is that technically at any episode you should have enough for a completely random viewer to yes. come in, experience something that is fun for them on some level, and then either get hooked or be curious mm-hmm. or whatever. So I feel really excited because Voyager came... What, what year did Voyager come out? Voyager was 94 to 2001, roughly. Okay. So I remember when TNG kind of ended or something like that. Yeah, and 94. Then- and then, Vo- and then Voyager was coming out and seeing a, a lady captain was really, really yes. exciting. But at the same time, I really wasn't as interested in her because she was an authority figure. And uh, Danae... <laughs> Danae in the 90s was like, fuck that. Danae was not very interested in authority <laughs> you figures You would have loved Lower Decks. 1990s <laughs> Danae would have loved Lower oh, I Decks loved so it. much. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but Seven of Nine was someone that I remember like being really attracted to was Mm -hmm. like that kind of a female character so i remember looking for like that kind of a person in the voyager i don't know it was just yeah totally makes sense i like the idea of having somebody that was quirky and unique and maybe Mm -hmm. like a little bit badass um so the captain was too much of a 
like a of a figure for me, too much mm-hmm, of authority mm-hmm. figure. And then was there like someone named Kira? Oh, so Kira is in Deep Space Nine. She's no, like it's not Kira. Who's the who's who is the little Oh Kess? Kess. Kess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like elf like creature. Yeah, the Ocompan. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe maybe this one, but then she just seemed too f- nice. And nineties yeah, Danae was nice. not nice. Yeah. So I very quickly found myself wondering who to relate to, and then I was mm. out. I was out on Voyager. Because Seven of Nine didn't come in until in, yeah. like four years, uh, three years in, and Kess was there. Like those first three seasons are shaky in terms of characters. Yep. Yeah. I pulled out, and then when I went back totally in, there was Seven of Nine. I was like, oh, okay, cool. How- Nice to see you. And then That's I was back. Basically in. why they bought her in, because the ratings weren't doing very good. <laughs> but I did I did have a uh, a very like off and on relationship. It was just pop in, watch a show, pop out. I didn't really get addicted. So it's gonna mm. seem kind of a similar way what we're doing today, just like popping yeah. in, popping out. So I've just enough similarity. Oh, oh, the only character I just remembered that I really, really liked was the was the um the hologram doctor. Yes. Loved that guy. Like every time I he was on he's screen, I was Rob like, hey, I love him. just He's incredible. He is very often the cinema sins. Like he is the nitpicky one that is just he's very McCoy, like in the in in Voyager. So he's yeah. he's one of my favorites. He's helpful, but he's snarky mm-hmm. and he's a little bit of a mystery. And that was the character that I kind of remember yeah, really enjoying. Totally but. makes sense. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to visit Vo- uh, Voyager because it's going to seem familiar to me, mm-hmm. but I haven't invested a lot in it. So I'll have some questions. I might have some memories mm-hmm. and some knowledge. Who See knows? what this awakens. Yeah. My prediction solidly is that you're going to love this episode. Um, so without further ado, let's head over to the holodeck to watch the episode and we'll see you guys in 10 forward for full debrief. Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab something from... No, I don't think we should grab anything from the replicators this week. No, there's plasma bags exploding with viral things. Plasma bags. Nice. I won't correct you just yet. Um, (laughs) Your immediate thoughts and feelings on the bioneural gel packs that we just watched. Most important question first. How could you not know that they're called bioneural gel packs? Plasma bags. Plasma bags my ass. <laughs> what is your thing of choice from the ship stores? And oh. this is going to be from from Neelix's pantry mm. um, is what you're going to mm-hmm. have to pick from. And and there's really just two things to choose from. I'm sorry. Oh. I Yeah, just to manage your expectations. There is Leola Root Stew or cheese. <laughs> Why? It's all he has left. I guess this is an inside Voyager joke. I'm going to yes, go with... Is. <laughs> I'm going to go with the stew, but then also a side oh, no. of crackers and cheese. The so answer was none of them. The answer was neither. You oh, don't why? want either of those things. Yeah. Why? The other root stew is the ongoing joke that he thinks it's going to be like, everyone's going to love this stew and they, they hate it. And they the Neelix the cheese. Stew? Yeah. And the Neelix cheese gets into the systems and starts killing people. So. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, that sounds like today's episode anyway, so... Give us a synopsis, Ambassador. Oh, my God. In today's episode, we fight digital demons that are in yeah, the shape of hornets merged with squid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever wanted to know what a flying hornet squid monster with a protruding... What are those things called? Those are called something. Tentacles? Oh, the stabby things? The stabby um, thing. Okay. <clears throat> what oh, is stabby like thing stinger. on hornet called? It's like a protrusion, but it's like... Yeah. What's it called? It's got no, this. No, it has a word. It has a word, and it's 
It's, it's it's not a mandible because that's at the front. Things viruses use to pierce. What is the stabby cells. thing on a hornet called? Did not yield a result for me. Just what? so you know. But I what I do know is that there are some images out here of the anatomy, and and and, and we're gonna call it the turgum or the turgum. The, okay, so gonna, it comes with this turgum. Yeah, turgum. I barely knew them. Now that is that is de- probably wrong. And I can't wait to get the emails about everything that we've already gotten wrong this episode. But uh, yeah, we fight them. We shoot them. We um, basically have found a new life form. And rather than rejoice in that, we, we annihilate them. And we share. Understandably on this occasion. And we share how to annihilate them with anyone who will listen. Oh, and the doctor leaves the holodeck. Yes, does indeed. Overall thoughts and feelings. Did you like? So I predicted that you would love this episode. I'd like to amend that. I haven't seen this episode in a few years, and it's not as not as great as I remember it. But <laughs> what did you think of the episode overall? Mm. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. This is an episode where the captain turns into Rambo and... G.I. Janeway. G.I. Janeway. It's right exactly. there. Mm-hmm. Good job. It's, <laughs> it's I really... haven't been sat on that for like, the entire week, I promise. Yeah, you sure I have. have. I yeah, have. you have. I absolutely have. Um, and I think that would be really fun to watch. If this is your show, I think it'd right. be fun to watch your captain. It's very rare you know. that you see Janeway do this. It's like when we right? see Picard recapture the ship in uh, Starship Mine. It's it's seeing the like intelligent captain go Rambo is always kind yeah. of fun. Well, yeah. And she goes into a tank top. Like we lose all formality yep. in lieu of survival, which is understandable. No diplomacy. Yeah, um, it's definitely um, an on the edge of your seat style episode where mm-hmm. I think if I were involved in the creation of this and I was filming it, it would be really fun, right? Yeah. Like the camera work in this is really interesting because you've got yep. sort of like the drone-esque flying through the room thing, but there's no drone cameras now in this time period of our world. No? It's a man or a woman behind the camera making it look zoomy and like Yeah. Um and they do a clever thing of building a lot of tension. And but this episode is is largely like a crawling through Jeffrey's tubes, sneaking around, accessing panels, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out the virus. And then at the time when we figure out what's going on, we have a flashback that kind of gives us more story and uh, how are they going to save the day is sort of a vibe. And how they save the day is they blow up a pretend playground room. Totally forget what they're called. That's what they're called. Holodeck. They've got pretend playground room. That's exactly what it is. I mean, I challenge you to describe it more succinctly. <laughs> Why can't I think of Holodeck? It's amazing. It's I'm so sorry. great the words that you forget. Yeah. Um, I, what I remember about this episode is G.I. Janeway. And... Just her getting locked and loaded, collecting yeah. her weapons, getting suited up and kicking butt. Yeah. That's all I could... Re- like, I remember the viruses, obviously. So I remember that being awesome, and then just expanded that to the rest of the episode. But the rest of the episode's kind of meh. <laughs> yeah, it is a, it's a little bit um, slow-paced. Like, they really rely heavily on it being very interesting to crawl mm. around and sneak around Janeway style. Um yeah. Which is fine, but you know, by the like the last quarter of the episode, when we're really trying to learn more about what's going on, you know that they're on a barrel race towards the final few minutes of the episode. So, my goodness, there's, yeah, there's more time spent sneaking than there is backstory, uh, which 
I think it's paced okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's not terrible. No. I feel it a little bit when they're like describing, because they do this weird time thing where they dump you in the middle of the mystery and then the doctor does a load of um, flashback exposition to get us up to date. And then I'll kind of be in that bit of the episode and then come back to the, the present time and be like, oh shit, yeah, there's exciting stuff that's happening. So it's it does a weird time thing. Yeah. So like, I guess my impression right away is this is okay. You know, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's fine. We have a mystery on our hands. We don't, we have a virus that's adapting and that's an interesting thought. And we have a virus that's kind of like they're attacking it and it's taking out the crew and that's an interesting thought. And it's just, it's like, okay, this is interesting to watch. But like, okay, so, but my curiosity here is you and others in the chat are, are saying like, I do remember this being way more interesting and then it's not. So what changed for it's you? so what- interesting, isn't it? So I think I, I've got two, two ways of thinking about it. Younger me would have definitely liked this because it's action heavy. So for the most part. So there's and like sweaty phases being fun. <laughs> I'm thinking younger than my awakening. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> It was like action. You get to see phases. There's a mystery. They've got the tricord scanning everything. You've got like the doctor doing fun stuff. You've got this alien flying around the ship. Like there's not a lot of like the deep metaphorical thinking and talking and profound stuff. This is just like eat your popcorn and watch an adventurous episode of Star Trek. Yeah. I think because I haven't seen it in years and years and years. I think my old brain is like, I need something a bit more. I can get this from everything. I don't necessarily need it from my star trek and the other half of the episode is a bit dry like i think the pacing is a little bit off so i think i'm just remembering the really cool stuff and janeway kicking ass but that is kind of compensating for the rest of the episode which is a little bit bland and we've just kind of seen this type of sneak around the ship get attacked by uh alien creature something thing something yeah so the tension is a little bit samey, the tension that is in the episode. Yeah. I think it may just be that yeah. it hasn't aged very well on me. I think that the tension is samey. And how could they have changed that? Maybe at the time this was perfect, like a perfect tension building episode. Now with, like you said, so many other things we could watch. It would be really interesting to pair Janeway's return and Janeway and Neelix's return with what happened days previous where they're trying to figure it out while we're figuring out weird things while they're figuring oh, out weird things. Oh, that would be things. really good. Yeah, do it because... like Chris Nolan would do it. Oh, that interesting. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I feel like I feel like then when Neelix's neck wound leaks something or whatever. Did Neelix's neck wound leak something? Or was that the no, flashback? No, that was in the flashback. It was Bolana's neck leaked something. No, and the I alien saw it on the before planet. the Bolana though. Oh, the, the alien on the planet. Maybe it was the miners. Leaks. Yeah, the miner on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Um maybe like at the same time we're sort of seeing the neck wound we're seeing the neck wound live in person realizing how bad it is yeah um but yeah i think overall something about it just deflates the tension enough that yeah. you turn into trying to figure out a mystery into i just i'm gonna watch whatever whatever happens think, happens yeah I, really, I, I think i did like it though yeah i still have a good time i think i'd rather watch genesis so Genesis is the one, basically the same thing. Is that the one where they devolve? Yep. Captain and somebody else arrives back at the ship. A virus has taken hold of the ship. But instead, you're being chased by your crew and working out. Like, I think the mystery for me is more interesting. You get a more like a greater variety of 
devolutions. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just think like the tension in there is sold a bit more. I'm not getting the tension here because there's no like, I know nobody's going to die. Like I know there's not a lot of, like they're all just knocked out in 10 forward. And I know yeah. that the aliens are a bit of a threat. or something. Yeah, I never get this feeling that the crew is at risk, which might sound stupid, but I, I think it's because the doctor immediately has a cure. So mm. there's no ticking clock of trying to find a cure like there is in um, uh, Genesis. Gen- it is Genesis. But in this one, we know the doctor has the cure. It's just about disseminating it. But there was a mention, I think, of the, the creature's gathering them together somehow i couldn't there yeah. there is an element of this episode that if you're just watching it there's some parts of like the monster what is the monster doing what is this virus doing that mm. was confusing but there's also some really interesting parts of it there's a virus that has latched on to a host and has consumed their growth hormone is i think what they're doing and then begins to grow exponentially and it's growing fast enough that it's alarming but not so fast that it eventually overtakes the ship it basically does overtake the ship Mm -hmm. um and and it makes you wonder like what are they going to evolve into but then this uh so at the same time there's this this episode is really interesting and weird because it starts it's terrifying off, the idea it is it is it starts off with like a very dropped into the middle of dropped into the end of a conversation between the captain and this alien tac tac creature and i thought i had missed like 10 minutes or something and so i right and, well yeah it just kind of dumps you in there yeah and then it's and then it's the captain has done something offensive and you've got neelix emoting and you've got this alien doing like face yoga there's just these very there's hand gestures there's movements there's a lot of lack of eye contact when Uh, this episode started i was like oh shit i've picked another alien species that speaks weird and and so (laughs) he's gonna hate this i was very confused but then we just move on which is fine um and the captain's thanking neelix for being able to communicate and calls him an ambassador and they're returning to the ship that has been taken over by this virus but then at the end of the episode then nicky knack people knack knacks tank tank tacks tank tacks i think they're called tank tacks the tack tacks attack tack them yes (laughs) under attack by the tank tacks yeah because they found they figured out that the virus has come around and I think mm-hmm. that they also destroyed the miners. Yeah, so they vaporized the miners. Basically, they're exterminators at this point. Yeah, it's uh, like the Klingons going after the Tribbles, just like with with um, with prejudice, just destroying them. So they know about this virus, and this is how they're going to handle it. They they take it upon themselves to eliminate. And Mad, this is where it was just an. It's like walking through a museum or something and just taking it in and not really having long deep conversations like Mm -hmm. the beginning of the episode indicates that captain janeway offended them but then in the moment when captain janeway is attempting to save her crew she doesn't offend them anymore she's able to communicate perfectly yeah well i think they just kind of ignore it but i don't know but why didn't they ignore it the first time then yeah i it's it's weird maybe they're used to it with new species but this was a diplomatic mission where they were deliberately... Tr- like, what always gets me in Star Trek is that the humans generally, or the Federation, whatever, conform to another alien's uh, traditions. 
but the tradition the aliens don't meet them halfway and like give them any yeah. grace but i guess janeway but does address that as well but so that was like it would have been interesting to me if part of this episode would have been her offending them even further because yeah, that's why wasn't they there. attack <laughs> by the way we never see neelix again no is he okay where we do don't, the aliens don't drag them i guess uh, the doctor is says the doctor says they gather they their gather victims them. together so neelix has been gathered somewhere we just don't know where it's super super loose they really wanted to do rambo janeway and i think that's yeah. as far as the logic went maybe it did it did seem a bit like this this part's been thought out a lot we're going yeah. to have her climbing up climbing down crawling yeah. forward this way crawling forward that way carrying a phaser rifle squatting and squinting yeah opening panels mm-hmm. opening trunks like we knew we have a lot of Janeway doing stuff yeah, but then do. like when it comes to the relationship with the tac tacs and the bug spray that's needed to kill everything it, it's a little quick it goes <laughs> it by is. fast but yeah. it does um I do love the concept though and I, I kind of wish they'd done more with it of a virus that grows big enough to enter the three-dimensional world for lack of a better term the macroscopic world and just what that means like i th- i think there could have been more to explore with what happens when a virus breaks through and mm-hmm. how just disastrous that would be it's almost like we didn't go far enough with it in pairing this with a solo janeway adventure yeah it is interesting to think about um i did not believe for one second that they eradicated the virus i was so this has an extremely jarring ending where, yeah. for me anyway, I, I think it is. Like, you've got Janeway and Chakotay have their little, oh, I'm not going to go to the holodeck. I've had enough exercise. Ha ha ha. Carry on painting while listening to elevator music. External shot of Voyager. Well, well, I'm just like, what was oh, that? <laughs> jarring. Just end it then. And I was desperate for them to just have a little... Like, not even seeing it. Just as you have the external shot of Voyager just a right that would have how been did, great just never they, address it again doesn't matter just how would they the eradicate it that quickly because it didn't they didn't aerosol the entire space yeah, which i thought they that they couldn't. were gonna do i it, it seemed i mean they, they never specify this but it seems like no because she uses the bomb so i think they do just get to the environmental systems and shh, just emit okay. the gas everywhere even though the doctor has to physically touch it to I don't inject understand it, the it first time. Yeah. It somehow purifies the entire ship. Yeah, I don't somehow. think they had to. Yeah, I yeah. don't think they really thought about that too much. No, and that's part of I think where this is a shaky episode for me is mm-hmm. the fun of this episode really is watching your captain crawl around and save the day somehow. And I feel like this episode is for the doctor. It's for the fans who are excited to see the doctor's continued adventures Mm -hmm. and in this case the delightful scenes that include him being overjoyed to leave the ship (laughs) not only leave the ship but like go on his first away mission and keep his calm uh the calm lines open and just tell everything he sees as he goes and his love that you gave like a giggle at that it's so fun his childlike joy when he finds this virus and it's just (laughs) it would be like watching a child play with a snake going look at this it's so cool (laughs) no put it down no you can't bring that home you can't beam up with it so i i think that that's the other part this episode is supposed to do because of the characters that we see doing deep like 
like overarching show work in my opinion Mm -hmm. this is a show Janeway be a strong leader and save the day and a show that the doctor can do more than just stay in this one room I I think Voyager might just be exclusively for the doctor's character arc I think he has the best arc of any character we see the most like complete one the most nuanced one um, the show really was just somehow dedicated to Robert Picardo. I love that so much. And then yeah. Seven in like the later series, I think she probably has probably the most um, character growth screen time. Yeah, there's a lot that happens. So, 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 yeah, we find out through, at the end that essentially the Doctor was take. So while Janeway and Neelix were talking to Tac Tax, Voyager went to a mining colony, which should definitely be one of our standard cliche sins because that comes up more than i ever thought it would mining colonies always yes so much (laughs) constantly which is some shit that goes down i mean understandable we need to mine things i suppose so um, and this stuff always lines up with an away mission like there's always two things going on at at once it's like oh just so happens to be a distress signal at Mm -hmm. the same time as the captain being away and despite protocol and despite doing everything uh, the doctor beams down, beams back up with this virus. But something I really love about Voyager that I feel like I'm missing a little bit, maybe even in TNG, mm. uh, in, in having watched the TNG, is the um, alien prosthetic stuff going on. I was yes. overjoyed to see this really cool, like reptilian sort of character. Yeah. Um. What blows my mind is that it's in the episode for five minutes, like. The it's work so that went into creating both the miners and the tac tac, like that is some like these are the aliens you could have got away with just doing a nose bridge or like some funny ears, but they go full prosthetic on both of them because yeah. they're in the Delta Quadrant. It's so good. Like yeah, the it's tac-tacs incredible work. Have this sort of like arcing, so impractical s- sort of thing <laughs> from the the chin, and it sort of arcs yeah. up to their forehead. And so their profile looks like they have, I don't know, like a Saturn ring through the the forward part of their head. And yeah. that's really cool. Like, what does it do? Does it How does help it evolve them? that way? Yeah. Does it help them to hear sound differently? Or like, what what is that does like? Does it just and, protect and, their teeth? Is it like to headbutt people? That's the kind of stuff that is fascinating to me. Yeah. So, uh, and I think Neelix's head prosthetics are so beautiful. He's got this cool, like, spire of hair, this mm-hmm. spiky, like, but then it's this nice ombre look yes. with, like, the little flex. I really on it. like the Talaxian design. People have Talaxian. differing yeah, yeah, yeah. opinions on Neelix, but I think the Talaxian design is very, very cool. Yeah. Um. So I really liked seeing the them. And it's interesting that this virus, despite differences of, of races, seems to have a very interesting and familiar. Like they're they're wheezing and coughing and sort of mm-hmm. rendered. Everyone gets a bit of COVID. <laughs> oh, it's God. kind of similar symptoms. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Oh boy. I don't quite understand. This is part of it too, is I understand what's being told to me, but then what I'm watching appears to be different. Like we have this creature that jabs you or spews goop onto you and then does it come back to eat you later to get even bigger i don't understand because that part. there's the thing that the the virus is doing the thing that the little fly is doing and then the thing that the macro virus is doing like i guess a virus is usually just there to reproduce itself and i think it has to um i could be getting this completely wrong but i think it has to use 
a cell's machinery to do that reproducing. Like, it can't do it on its own necessarily. So you've got the little bug that's doing the infection and then doing the biting to create more of the bugs. But I don't know what the advantage is to making yourself big. I guess it's just... To be able to collect people, I guess, like because sust- like it the did have of, like, little arms. Yeah, because it wrapped around Janeway. She like yeah. went stab stab on it for a split sec. Because like making yourself that big means you have to fuel yourself, so you need food, and it's a pain in the ass to gather enough resources to be that size. So I don't know what the advantages of being that big when you can just self propagate by infecting people and being tiny. Yeah, it was really um. It, it required a lot to the imagination, but mm-hmm. then it also explains a lot, too. I was kind of impressed with how much was going on. And I like that we had a replicator situation as well, where the, the food was, the replicator was impacted. Mm. And then, we're you know, we're touching bags, which, of course, is a sin. But <laughs> Yeah, everything gets touched. Yeah. Um, Just but all, I of the, all of the bad stuff done. I didn't quite understand, you know how it all worked now that we're talking about it i think i get it like they snot on you and then that gets into your system and slows you down and then they collect you for later exactly yeah is what we think yeah so that they can but i don't know what the big ones do once they use the host is it just using them as a breeding sack why not eat them as well like maybe it has to come back i don't i don't don't. the answer is is that most of jane most of voyager's crew would be dead if there was a next step Mm -hmm. most of them would be dead yeah and they didn't like yeah. killing people off on voyager in general yep and we have like the convenience of uh the doctor's antigen works on the first go round in janeway kind of a thing but at the same time it was fun we got to see a lot of the ship we got to have a nice joke from the doctor about how con- that that scene where he's explaining she he's saying i've been studying the ship i think i know how to get around but can you remind me and she's like giving all these detailed instructions Uh and then he picks back up oh yeah okay i know where i am who built this there who designed this thing anyway like that was really funny around the jeffries tubes yeah jeffries is the man i think it's matt jeffries designed um like a lot of the inside of the ship it's amazing Mm -hmm. it was kind of an interesting thing like i didn't i i i liked that too but we got to see you know Janeway go to all these different areas and you know we even had a pool party i mean yeah we did look at that so what did you think of the the cgi so unlike tng voyager was in a place where cgi was being improved 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 becoming more affordable how did the cgi monster hold up for you with 2024 eyes Mm -hmm. well i think that we need to remember that cgi is expensive (laughs) yes it is doing it Um, well to make it look super, super great, it requires a massive budget. I didn't mind it too much. It, I mean, would I prefer this or would I prefer, prefer TOS, um, you know, running around uh, on a wheelie cart with a carpet over the top of you, <laughs> you know, from TOS? Horta. Give me a Horta. Horta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, I, I think you just have to sort of like go, that is clearly a person laying down with a carpet on them just be okay with it yeah and that yeah and well i mean look at the gorn would you prefer like it's it you use what you have of course yeah so if i'm like gorn looked great for what it was then i'm gonna look at the cgi and go it looks great for what it was um did you ever see the landeliers 
The no, Langoliers? The Langoliers, nope. maybe Langley. it's called. Langoliers. I think it's a Stephen King kind of concept. I saw it on TV when I was too little. And oh. it is essentially like this horror movie. And it's this massive, like, spherical mouth teeth thing that just eats everything. Kind of like the nothing from the never ending story. And like, mm, it's just this really uncomfortable situation i think the idea if i remember correctly is it doesn't, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the langoliers <laughs> look fucking awful <laughs> we're talking about bad cgi that's what i think of that's when a I good think about bad cgi this one had texture yeah it had movement um i didn't understand the buzzing sound but it looked like a <laughs> hornet's nest like i didn't it, know it makes how sense that when they makes have wings a buzzing sound yeah. i don't know how it's flying i know the little yeah. ones have wings apparently but I don't know how the big one is flying around. It's just kind of propelling itself. But yeah. for me, like, I, I think the CGI holds up okay until they try and interact with it. So whenever you have like the doctor holding thin air, Janeway holding onto it, when it interacts with a human, that's when it falls apart. If they'd have found a clever way to avoid that, I think it holds up a lot better. I, I don't I don't think I agree with you because they probably acted that, and then you have these people that are trying to put in this tentacle creature afterwards and post yeah. quickly with very little and limited resources. I mean, they probably had something that they were holding in their hands and then they had some of it that was CGI. I'm not saying they did like a bad job. I just mean it's really obvious. Like that's where it's most jarring for me. That's when I notice, oh, this isn't, this. it takes me out of the show. Like I'm not saying they had an option to do better, but it's really distracting. But it's less distracting when it's just flying around on its own. I don't agree. Uh, but that's just because I I guess it's in a different category of my brain because mm. we're coming from a world of Avatar where we're watching made up blue alien creatures that mm -hmm. look like more beautiful than more well rendered than an actual human being on a screen. Mm -hmm. Like Correct. we yeah. have incredible CGI options now if you have the money for it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't I don't I don't think it takes me out at all. They're just doing what they would always do in a in a sci-fi environment yeah, yeah visually for me i can't ignore it and I, I remember that when i was younger i remember like oh okay that doesn't look real so i guess and i just have this i'm not judging them for it i'm just saying it takes <laughs> me out of the episode like it's ambitious it's very ambitious. so it takes you out of the episode that's occurring in a fictional world in space and puts you where <laughs> yeah absolutely it all puts you just back in your bed back in your me. room yeah Okay. It just reminds me that I'm watching a TV show and that these guys aren't actually looking at an alien. But they are on sad. Voyager. They are on a ship. I wouldn't say I'm sad. It's just something that it takes me out of my... It takes me out of the... out of the. It just takes me out of the episode. It takes me out of the adventure. Okay. So you're back You're back at the TV. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Aren't you glad it's not real? Like for a split sec? Aren't you like, oh, phew. Oh, phew, it's not real. No, that's the same thing as like Mission Impossible or like some other there's plenty of stuff in the world that should scare me that i'm glad i don't know about actually no, um, i, I understand <laughs> i understand what you're saying i i guess for me though it, it I'm, I'm still right in there the mm -hmm. what what breaks emergent for me is ah uh, uh, when it gets so boring that i'm ready to check my phone <laughs> yeah that's when it gets that's yeah. when it gets different for me well that's what i'm sometimes i'm like ah oh, it's just watching life that's fine that's, that's like brings it closer to home i 
when when the when they're fighting it and it wraps itself around, I wasn't distracted. I'm just like, well, shit, this is they should die. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking everyone (laughs) should already be dead. Yeah, you've created a you've created a monster that should win. Technically, it really should. (laughs) And like, haven't seeing the crew already like knocked out and just unconscious. Yeah, like completely immobile. He's like. The risk to Janeway, for me, I'm not feeling, because I'm like, well, this has happened to all of the crew, yeah. and they're fine, they just need the cure. So I'm like, this isn't going to kill Janeway, necessarily, it's just going to hoard her somewhere. I think because Janeway gets to the doctor quickly, I can mm. believe it. Because she does get there for her surgery, by the way. Minor surgery, just has a different meaning in the 2300s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minor surgery. And then he pretty much explains what's going on, thankfully. And then we get to see like the fullness of what's going on. And then he gives her the cure. So I think that's the only reason she's not incapacitated quickly. But I, I don't know. I, well, I, didn't I mean have that a... fight at the very end outside the oh. holodeck. When they're like, she's going oh. hand to hand with the big one. I'm just like, okay, she'll get knocked out. Like, yeah. I know that it isn't going to kill her, because if it does kill her, that means it should have killed everybody by now. Yeah. Yeah. Tension's a weird one in this one. Yeah. It was definitely uncomfortable. Any kind, Anytime that you see that stabby thing, which I, it's got to be called something like a pro, 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 Expecto! God, I really Patronum. Um, it's Patronus, and um. Yeah, but no. Well, the thing is a Patronus, but the you know, Patronum oh, is the Patronum. Spell. Okay, okay. Thank you. Paulie has been screaming at us. It's a stylet. And it's like it's a pr- so it's a stylet. It's stylet. Probiscus. Probiscus. Pr- pr- is that pr- what pr- you were going pr- for? Probosc. I thought Probiscus? that was a plant. Is that it? That sounds right. This is amazing. I'm sorry. This is the best. That's One day I'll have a Isn't clean edit. Ah, aha. Okay, the proboscis is an elongated feeding tube attached to the head of an animal. That's not it. It's not a feeding tube. It's not a feeding no, tube. I think it's I an infecting it's tube. It's more of a stabby tube. It's like a, yeah. yeah. Probiscus stabber. But I think, I think proboscis, what, I think that's what I was originally had in my brain was that word. So now we can try to, to eliminate that. Good. Yeah. Man, now we can try to call it a stylet. Stylet. Which sounds so cool. Kill you're yeah. gonna kill with a stylet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um anyway. This this giant protrusion just like jutting out of its middle part and just like stabbing the ground while Janeway is fighting it off. Yeah. Yeah, it's very CGI and it looks fake as shit, but at the same time, I didn't I didn't break I, I wasn't thinking that. I was just like, Oh god. Oh my gosh, don't let it be real. And then it kind of has this side shot where it's looking up at Janeway and she keeps shifting her head out of the way mm. as it's jabbing yeah. and I don't know there's an element of thinking about how an episode like this is put together thinking about what you're going to try to do and post through CGI mm-hmm. and getting those shots that's pretty cool and so I was enjoying what they were putting together for nice. me it does kind of remind me a bit of the okay what's the bad guy that's in Strange New World Oh, I love this game. This is the best. I just said their name. Mm-hmm, you did. Gorn. Okay. Yeah. This reminds me of the Gorn episode of Strange New Worlds. Yeah. A bit. With the one that rips off Alien. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very similar vibe. Yeah, totally yeah. similar vibe. Totally similar. Kind of being hunted and you're yeah. crawling around. And being used as a breeding sack, essentially. Yeah. The ship is it's a shutting down. down. Yeah. And also we get to see the ship, which, can we talk about that? Yeah, let's do it. What do you think of Voyager? I love Voyager. Yeah, I love it's Voyager too. It's real kind too. of like modern because yes. it's gray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's gray and dimly lit. It's one of the, like, the most accessible ships. Like, I wouldn't introduce Voyager as somebody's first Star Trek. But in terms of, like, I don't look at it and think, man, this is so 90s. I just look at it and think, I could watch this today yeah. if we did serial, if we did episodic television like this, which I know we don't. But I, yeah, I think it's aged really, really well. I liked it. There was a moment when they first get on. So Neelix and Janeway first get back to the ship and they go over to this wall mm. and she pops a button and all of a sudden the panel, like the the whole screen kind of comes to life and it's very TNG in its styling, yeah. mm -hmm. but updated a little bit. Yeah. And she tells yeah, us a lot kind of, of information. Yeah. I remember thinking like wow that's a lot of information she's getting but there was a ton of information <laughs> on the screen so uh -huh. and they just know what they're talking about because they're starship people but uh so it had that familiarity of tng mm -hmm. but everything seemed to be more strange new worlds yes grays yeah. and and shiny black, yeah red accents and i remember watching strange new worlds feeling like it was a upgrade in a way from mm -hmm. the beige carpets and such yeah so tng was with the the design prompt was like we want this to be the most luxurious and comfortable way to possibly travel through space so whereas tos was more like kind of military and bare bones by this point your starships are for families and they're comfortable and in the 80s that was beige and carpet <laughs> yeah gotta make you feel comfortable we're gonna yeah. we're gonna bring on some carpet Lots of it. Mm -hmm. And we got to see like the warp core, which I you love know, is that updated. Warp core so it's much. really slim. Yeah. You know? And I just, I love the fluid plasma, just, like yeah. kind of swirling. I've always loved Voyager's warp core. It's and so then fun. They're walking, when she's walking around the uh, upper kind of area, part of it is carpeted and then part of it is glass. Mm -hmm. So it looks kind of, you know, unique yeah. in that way. So yeah, when I. I thought that the the design of the ship was really interesting. And we got to use a force field, many of them actually, yeah. containment fields. But mm -hmm. like that doctor's like, computer, set up a force field. And it it goes, took so Bing! long to say it. And like that thing should Way have escaped. Long. So many Way words had long. to be said. Oh my God. That was intense. That moment I was like, get it, yeah. get it, go, go. <laughs> go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about the tech and stuff, this has my favorite phaser, the dolphin phaser is you've got like the the like kind of the phaser from tng which is more straight but voyager has like this curved handle and it's a really sleek phaser that kind of fits more into like the contour of your palm okay. and i just the dolphin phaser is my absolute favorite star trek phaser it's and that's why you have so one. elegant i don't have one i don't have one i made one out of clay for my dad when i was much younger but i do not actually have one it's so, so pretty. I love it. Speaking of things you've made out of clay. Yeah, honestly, like the phaser held up much better than, than the Derpa Prize did. My goodness. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting. We got to see like Rambo gear. We, mass, oh, do you remember when we were watching Picard and they went over to the wall and they got those guns out? Mm, yeah. This was that moment. Yeah. She's got a fucking rifle. <laughs> yeah, like She's... in engineering, there's like a tactical pack available. Apparently. And she gets like... The cool black backpack, which I really want. 
loads up with a knife and some grenades and it's just suit up let's go yeah this is an interesting looking ship it's interesting looking stuff yeah i had a really good time with it when we were in the sick bay so we're seeing their telescope stuff they're mm-hmm. not microscope not telescope the microscope yep, stuff literally and, the opposite yep. yeah <laughs> um so yeah we like we had a whole tour yeah we, we went a lot of places so even though it was slower pacing for crawling around we still got to see a lot of yeah. this ship that's the fun thing about these types of episodes when you're crawling through tubes and being chased around the ship you get to see a lot 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 more and i also liked whenever we started the episode and you saw the ship pop up you're like oh it's so pretty i'm such a sucker for this like just give me an external shot of the ship and i'm just like it's so beautiful you were very happy to see the ship it's again good. look at this ship <laughs> oh you got it look at it Bum, 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 bum. What I love about it is that it's such a departure from the like the Enterprise. So up until this point, we'd seen like a few different versions of the Enterprise. You get the Reliant. There's a few different versions of ships, but they tend to look like the Excelsior or the Enterprise in or the Reliant in general. It's one of those three ships. This is so different. Like there's no neck. It's just a connected um saucer section which isn't a saucer tiny little adorable tiny teeny tiny nacelles look and i just think it's such a like this ship is tiny compared to the enterprise but it's meant for maneuverability and and just being fast and being a bit more tactical even though it's technically a science vessel i voyager is one of my favorite favorite ships I know a podcast listener, you can't um, see what's going on, but it is exactly as you hey, imagine. That description was perfect. Ian has been holding up the model of the yeah. Voyager, geeking out for the last several minutes. And someone just I- mentioned to do the nacelles on the on the model move, and no, they don't. It's so dumb. It's the nacelles at the end of the opening credits. They shift upwards yeah. to go to warp, and there's no need. Why is like? Why you don't are you know moving that? them? Putting it into four wheel drive? What's going on? Maybe. Maybe Why would it they needs need it? to move. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty love great. That ship. I love it, love yeah. it, love it. It's it was fun to see. And I haven't seen it in a long time. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. So did you notice you wouldn't have noticed this, I don't think. Did you notice a bit of Tom and Bellana barbing? Um so Tom was the replacement cook and Bellana was the half Klingon. And they're like arguing with each other and getting snippy about the food and stuff. Did you notice the sexual tension between them? Uh, more like <laughs> sexist, nope. but me neither. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Nope, me neither. Well, because what, they what am up... I missing? I'm obviously missing something because yeah, I haven't watched it in a long time. They end up getting together in the next season, and they kind of lay some of the foundations. I thought you were going to say scene, and I'm like, I missed that. No, no, totally missed that. Yeah, they, they're just, just in their doing comatose it. state, they roll yeah, into each other with their mouths touching, rubbing up, rubbing on each other. <laughs> um, no, in the next season, they get together, and they kind of lay some foundations in this season. So it's interesting to watch episodes where they interact because I'm like, was this the start? Like, was this <laughs> it? But it's this typical like they hate each other, and then that hate turns into passion and love. And uh, it's That's right. Uh, Hey, Not listen, one of my favorite things about Voyager. Forced proximity will do many, many things to you. No, actually, you know, correct. They That's have very limited. Yeah. Uh, There's a 150 pool. of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, the chances yeah. of them hooking up with many are, are pretty high. You know. Yeah, monogamy should be the way. For, on a generational ship, you got to spread some seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was gross. Anyway, spread some space seed. That actually starts because of this episode. They were like, you know what? We do. We need to just expand. So yeah. 
I am going to um, I'm going to infect you, and then you're mm-hmm. going to have multiple. I've um, seen you covered in mucus. I would like to do that again to you. Yes, yes. This time with no plasma bag, which is not yeah. called a plasma bag at all. It's called the bioneural gel packs, which cause shenanigans because it's like this. It uses the human circulatory system as inspiration, and it's meant to be way more efficient than EPS conduits. But they cause shenanigans because they're they're biological. There we Interesting. Go. There you go. So I had one more thing that I really loved in this episode, and it's this change of perspective camera work thing that they do, where you have the creature that's like coming up on Janeway as she's on the bridge and doing oh. some, boop, 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 and you're like, oh, how does she not hear the thing coming? Amazing change yes. of perspective when it's suddenly a tiny it, little fly. I so think that's really, really well done. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, much. I enjoyed that too because I was like, how is she not hearing this thing, you know, because we yeah. assume it's large having only seen the larger, you know, shadows passing in mm-hmm. the hallway. And obviously it was big enough to drag Neelix away. So Yeah. Yeah, that was really really uh clever. Yeah, I feel. I I love that. That was a really really yeah. nice taking advantage of the the concept to do something fun. I like that. No, I think I think it was fun. I think there was a lot maybe too much in this in a way, too much in the second half. Um, even mm. with like the doctor and the captain, you know, saving the day and crawling through and the doctor gets stuck in uh, a shuttle. He has to sequester him and <laughs> we don't see any fringed. of how that happened. Yeah. No, immediately just taken out of action. And that happened so fast. It's like, hey, I was going to do this, but then I can't. So I'm stuck in the yes, shuttle. I can. Yeah. And I kept thinking. Well, then why not just open the fucking doors and just zap all these guys out? You know, I, I kept thinking of mm-hmm. ways that they were going to solve the problem um, and then watching them solve it a different way and then still be confused by how they solved it. So, yeah, I think overall I liked it, but it was a little bit confused about it. Yeah, there's I, I think there's a lot. I mean, this is kind of getting into the sins, but the main power cliche going down is like because that takes out transporters. It takes out environmental controls. You have to do mm-hmm. things manually. But I'm just like, there should be more ways to stop that from happening. This is a virus. Yeah. It's not intelligent. It didn't take anything out. <laughs> I just there should be like some autopilot shit that happens to prevent the entire ship being shut down by a virus. <laughs> but yeah. there we go. Before we move into the sins, Ambassador, what is your pips out of four for this episode? Mm-hmm. I think I'll give it three. I was gonna give it three, but I think for me it has to be a two. Like but it's a really positive two. It's a two that I really like. It's not a two that I dislike. It's a two that I like, but I'm just surprised it hasn't aged as well on me. So I think I, I think I need to give it a two. Maybe maybe I'll come down and I'll do two and a half pips. Yeah, let's do. Let's say there's no, there's no half. half of pips. No but half. we're going to say I'm, it's yeah. a it's a two pip that's right in that it, season it of, of going for a promotion. It is. It's Harry it's Kim. Quite, it never quite, quite gets not. there. Oh no. Poor Harry. Still you know no confirmed we, promotion. You know what we didn't do? What's that? Predictions. No, I kind of deliberately Why? didn't do predictions. Um, because there's so little to base it on. Like, you've got the one word. To, and that's frustrated you in the past. And I don't like frustrating you. I think we had a tumultuous, frustrating episode last week. So I thought... Predictions well, no, I'm aren't upset as fun that you didn't time. do it. I can't <laughs> win. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how I would have done anything on this one, though. I have no idea. It would have been so silly. 
But let's just say I got it, so I'm getting points this episode. Yeah. Well, I made a prediction that you would love this episode, and I don't think that prediction came true. Like I, don't I, think I loved it. Yeah, no. I immediately undid my own prediction because I was like, you, <laughs> I don't love this, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think I got that wrong. There you go. But there we go. Well, with that, red alert, everyone. Battle stations to engineering. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show. <laughs> I see that coming. This is the part of the show where we remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. I did that without reading my prompt. It's only taken two and a two bit and years. Half years. Two and a half years, people. <laughs> you go first, Ambassador. I think I have like 20 sins. Oh my God. Yeah, I would write a 20 minute TV sins episode on this episode. It's wild. Mm. Um, I think my first sin is that the uh, initial um, conversation that they're having with the Tac Tacs may be more interesting than anything else that happens <laughs> for me this episode. No, then wait, no. You're saying you want an episode that's mm-hmm. dedicated to an interesting mm-hmm. way of communicating with an alien mm-hmm. species. Yes, and here's if why. only Star Trek would do that. If if <laughs> only Star Trek would give us an episode where we could do that. Yes, and here's why. Wouldn't that be amazing? This is going to be an episode of Lower Decks. Um, and basically, this entire thing is like they are communicating through yoga. Or they're communi- <laughs> like, it's going to be people who can't stretch that far. You know, just the whole, the whole, ep- no, it would be a terrible episode. I'm just joking. That wasn't I actually think it would sense. be great. I think it's but amazing. But it was so funny. Like, I'm like, what is the, what the fuck is happening right now? Because it just drops you into it. So there's got to be a sin there for just missing the yoga class. Immediate, in, in, in res, just in, in the middle of the action, for sure. I just think it's, I, it's really bold, I think, when they do this in a cold open and it's not what the episode is going to be. But I yeah. think it, it, I think they knew that would be too Darmok. Even though they just go into a Genesis. I think if yeah. they did... An episode based on that, it would immediately be compared to Darmok. I literally am joking. I was just saying that to uh, get a reaction, and it worked. Great. Let's well, go. On. Well done. Oh, wait, it's my turn. You completely sent me off the rails. I know. Right. I've got two things here, and they're, they're two things that are linked together. You should never, ever send your one and only captain away on a diplomatic mission when you're in the Delta Quadrant and you need your captain. Just don't do it. Just don't there are other people other diplomats okay so question if they had followed regular protocol and captain janeway had stayed on board who would be the two coming back to save the day chakotay i always no i don't care about chakotay i love it when two vok and neelix get paired up because you have neelix's enthusiasm at all except for in a flashback right didn't see him at all yeah he like gives some like sideways stares to the doctor when he starts like quoting regulation because he's like gotcha low-key impressed but tuvok the way he is forced to tolerate neelix's enthusiasm and the way neelix is like determined to be tuvok's best friend ever is is i i love it i love it so much i think them being paired up would be really really fun but yeah jamie just shouldn't be on this mission (laughs) She shouldn't. And by the same token, don't send your only medical expert anywhere on an away mission ever, especially when somebody bumps into him and the mobile emitter gets taken off. I'm just... (laughs) Don't risk it. Like, I know you have Kess that does some medical stuff. You have a few other nurses. You do not have another encyclopedia that can do brain surgery. It's the doctor. That's it. I don't care how much you want to entertain 
his his want to explore and his like boy boyish like excitement about being out there he is enslaved to the ship you you destroy the mobile emitter immediately <laughs> so that he can't leave the ship you enslave that doctor <laughs> not what star trek is about but i just think when he's your only doctor yeah it's risky Yeesh, bad idea yeah. but it's how casual chakotay is about it as well uh, he's just so casual just like good point well made you can go down to the planet and the doctor's just like oh i've read up on all of the like the all of the protocols and away mission stuff chakotay doesn't know this like shouldn't he have to pass an exam before he goes on an away mission like why did he have to explain that he's read up on away missions that should be a for me given for me he had to do that for the audience correct wow you're really upset yeah, it makes no sense. This is I think these are the things I'm nervous. That, this that, is one this is one of fifteen sins that you have for this episode. The, and this is bad. These are the things that take away from it being a great episode for me because there's so much casualness it's and so like much. offhandedness behind these insane yeah. decisions. Yeah, yeah. Like you're writing sins like that. I'm like, Captain Janeway puts an open cup on the console. <laughs> That's a bad True. idea. Absolutely fair. Like casualness on a shuttlecraft is is a, is a terrible idea. Is how things end up crashing. That was my that's my next sentence. Oh, is that your next one? Yeah, um, like literally, Janeway is just like sipping a cup of coffee, and then she's like, "Oh, I guess we got to go light speed back to the boat." And then, and then she puts her cup up on the console, and I'm like, no, "Just don't do that. Just don't do that." Back to the boat. I love it. Um, I have in all caps. Damn it, Neelix, take your shirt off. <laughs> so this is when he gets absolutely snotted upon. upon just mucilogenic compound all over him and i'm like take off your damn shirt do set the phaser to a fine beam and phaser that shirt away from his body why right under his nose just sniffing it all up get that off of you this thing dissolved a transporter pad why didn't it dissolve his clothing right that was a good that's a good question neelix should be naked for the rest of the time that he's with janeway and they're just like come on let's go just come and drip everywhere and wear it oh so dumb yeah that was bad yeah um, I'm gonna just send the lack of, uh, not lack of, just touching things in this episode. There's yep. just so much touching, and I'm gonna just gonna cover a few of them here. We've got some gel pack touching. I know it's not a gel pack. Don't care. Uh, no, no, you said it touching... right. It is. It's a gel pack. What did I say? Oh, plasma. I was saying oh, plasma earlier. You were oh, like, look at me. I accidentally pocket. adapted. I never should have told you. Am I a virus? Yes. Um, we have also like face touching while sweating. You don't know what it is. Why are you so so Captain Janeway, she's like, I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna look at all of my people. They're all fucked up. Look at them. And she's just like touching, touching the face. Yeah. So much touching. Stop yeah. it. Stop, stop touching doing everything. That. Quit it. Just in general, stop touching like, the, I, know, I know it's hot and you have stop to take your clothes hands. off. But maybe yeah. just like don't they have some kind of like personal barrier they can put on that I don't know. Yeah. But there's just quarantine quit it, isn't quit it. for shit. Quit, the, it, quit it, quit it, quit it. Yeah. Quit it. This is this is one that baffles me and it really got to me this time. Doctor gets beamed up. Medical doctor goes behind the transporter console, nudges the transporter technician away, just like, I got this. I'm gonna I'm gonna purge the biofilter. And then the voiceover comes on. Little did I know, in the few seconds it took me to purge the biofilter, one of the viruses had already escaped. 
how is this shit not automatic? Why did you have to manually leave the fucking transporter pad, derp your ass around to a console, and then manually purge the buffer? Just purge it automatically! Why isn't it already... What's the point of buffering something if you don't then purge it? Is it going to keep it? Like, why wasn't all of that automated? This virus never should have made it onto the ship. It's so dumb. So dumb. Yeah, it was really confusing. I was confused and one of my sins would be not beaming directly to sickbay. Why risk him beaming onto the beam pad and then walking through everywhere? Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot so of... So strange. There's so much... Or, or why beam away right by the person that's ill? Why not just yeah. take a hot minute? Why, he shouldn't why be we... allowed back up. The no. condition should have been, until this is done, you can't come back. Because that's the only way to be 100% sure that it doesn't get onto the ship. The impression I got from this episode is that they have a lot of protocols in place and they ran the correct protocols, but those didn't work and here's why. This is a very kind but, of thought so through leave process. It. Like, but then, just but, yeah. get him to leave the transporter room and say, little did I know, the biofilter didn't work and the, the creature got through. They go to the effort of making him do this extra step mm-hmm. that works, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work because of protocol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. So it's bad. dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's your turn. I, I, I'm so mad. You are really angry. This this episode this made you very upset. This one pissed me off. Yeah, you can have yeah. action and be smart. This was like a switch your brain off action episode. Yeah. Okay. Um. What's the next sin that I wrote? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, uh, here's my. I'm just gonna read the sin to you. Sin. More medical kits are needed in more places. Period. Yes, completely. <laughs> she has to crawl through like ten decks. To get to that medical equipment. Then she I'm opens it legs. and checks to see that it's there. Oh my goodness. It is. She doesn't even bring the whole thing with her. She just takes out the one thing she needs, tucks it in there, and then she's just like, yeah. goes back down the tube and it's just too late. You know, it, it's too late. But my question is, why Why didn't we not have just medical stuff all over the place? Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I guess I, it's Voyager, so they have to ration things Maybe it takes a lot to refuel all of those packs. It's a big show. I don't know. It's I really love dumb. that you're so angry this episode because yeah, as a chat is pointing mad. at, like Ian is being like Danae last week, and then this Danae, this episode is Ian's Darmok. I, I'm kind of well, loving. What's this weird right is now. that I still like this episode. There's just some <laughs> dumb thing that it just for in my brain. I'm thinking that just little effort went into thinking this out, and usually. They, they have these conversations in the writer's room and it just feels like they didn't this time and just liked G.I. Janeway. <laughs> can I um, read this? Speaking of G.I. Janeway, can I read Please do. Part? She climbs up into the warp core area. She opens the panel to a thingy. She derobes. We're going army. She packs her pack for war. Rambo time beesh. Janeway <laughs> is pissed and wet. <laughs> pissed and wet. Yeah, we go. That's what you like to see. She presses open the lift and the bridge is goopy. <laughs> <laughs> These yep. are my notes for this episode. This that was the synopsis, uh, actually, that they did the elevator pitch to get yeah, this episode exactly. made. Janeway, angry, armed, wet, wet and goopy. Yeah. And they're like, Sold. we're listening. Let's go. Let's get Kate Mulgrew in straight away. Um, This was a really dumb... Oh, sorry, no. On that moment where Janeway is getting the medical pack to Neelix, he has a phaser... Instead, you know what works better than shouting "Help me, Janeway!" It's or "Help me, Captain!" Shoot the thing. Oh yeah. Why didn't he shoot it? We know phasers work. He yeah, just why lets. Didn't he? he just lets it happen. Just accepts his fate. And I guess his head is spinning. But 
he's like making eye contact with it. Just wide beam, fire, shoot the virus. I'm really, I'm still so confused about the effort that this virus is going through to move Neelix to the group area. I just don't, why do it? There's so many that are already there. Eat it. And they're very strong, you know, to move Neelix. Well, I mean, they just hover. So maybe they have zero mass or something (laughs) stupid. Kill it. Get it, Ian. You're so pissed. So when um, the doctor gets this vi- gets the inoculation and has to test it on the virus, get Kess out of there. Kess that should not be in the too. same room. Why is Kess in that room? Why? Get her out of there. That's a terrible no idea. Need. Let's no give need him to the host. put her at risk. Yeah, let's, let's just take the beam down. She backs up a couple feet like that's probably plenty of room. How do you know it's going to prefer the doctor over Kess? I just, it's... The thing no just need. went from microscopic to not so microscopic in less than a second. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe not have Kess yeah. in there. And what happened to her anyway? Where did she go? Oh, she just got taken out apparently by the virus. At we some don't know. Point. We don't know. Grumble. Grumble indeed. Um, there's a moment whenever the doctor and Janeway leave that room mm-hmm. to go there's into the Jeffrey's tubes once more. And Doctor's going to go one way and she's going to go another way. And they, they climb into the Jeffrey's tube and the Doctor just leaves the door open behind <laughs> Oh, no, really? Just, this is a terrible idea. Oh, this you is just asking to be, to be hunted. Yeah. Yeah. You deserve that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know, this <laughs> is using holograms and holodecks really badly. Why? <laughs> like they send the, the, the virus into the holodeck and then have lots of holograms so that they're distracted by the holograms. Why are the holograms playing dead? The holograms. Like... She- so that the viruses would feel better about themselves right but mm-hmm. then just keep populating it just keep feeding them like if you want them to be convincing like if you're worried that the holograms are going to be like oh they're not reacting we'll just move on then let them play dead and then populate more like i don't know why we have this overhead view of all of these dead holograms yeah it doesn't make sense they yeah. don't give a shit they just program the way to be programmed it really, everything that happens with the viruses at the end of this episode is really convenient. It's really convenient that all the big viruses were just in that area so that mm-hmm. when the holodeck door opened that they were attracted to the light. It was yeah. really convenient that mm-hmm. they all went inside and it was really convenient that they were all distracted by that. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's, um, yeah. My silly sin attached to that moment is that this doesn't happen in season six so that Fairhaven can be wiped out by um by a virus and oh is that part of it fairhaven is an ongoing holographic program that they have running that's basically an irish village with a pub um, oh dear and i just i don't like the fairhaven episodes and i think they should all be killed by this virus <laughs> okay well there you go maybe that maybe the virus did kill him you know i would love that i don't really have any more i mean the things that i've oh, talked okay, about I'll are already kind of like so you just you just keep going you just keep going um, how does the doctor not know the map of the ship? How does he forget he's a computer? I know yeah, he's meant I to pretend to be, an a, to, to be a human. What benefit does it serve to forget where something is on the ship? I don't understand why Tom, <laughs> senior staff, lieutenant, chief pilot, head helmsman is being the fucking chef. There's 150 people on board. He's the next best option for chef. I know he's just helping out. He should be flying the ship or having some off time. He's the sen- He's a senior crew member. Why is he in the fucking kitchen? And we know he's no good at cooking. He's also, by the way, backup nurse. If anything, 
get him to do some more training to replace the doctor that you're about really? to send on an away mission. Yeah, he's the backup nurse as well. Because he, oh he has some God. like tangenta. He took like a first aid course or something. We're talking about like, I'm having flashbacks to being hired at a job and then finding out that they also need me to do like seven other things. <laughs> I'm wearing multiple hats because they are abandoned, right? Like they're, they're... Yeah, but if he's already backup nurse, being the pilot and nurse, that's enough. You're you're spared from kitchen duty, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um the miners <laughs> somehow develop Edison bulbs independently of planet Earth. Oh <laughs> clever. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe that light bulbs could be invented in multiple ways, but these are clearly Edison bulbs. It's so great. Like it's it's not even remotely alien looking. And also they should be a kind of red light because you're in a mine and that's going to trash your night vision if you use a bright fluorescent light they should be like a red light so that your light vision night vision kind of stays intact in case of a power cut man you are you're angry this Last episode one. made you mad I'm, Last I'm, one. I'm here for it this is exciting i was always happy that com badges had like a magnetic thing that attaches janeway just takes off her com badge picks it back up and just plops it on how does it stick to her uniform. The future has technology. I know. I just want to see what the future tech is that does it. Because it's Probably some... something like subdermal that's like sort of planted under the skin. Right? You've you got a magnet under the skin to. that always yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, But I'm just yeah. like, how is it attaching? Is it like, I don't know. It feels dumb. Anyway, that's Are all of okay? my suit. I'm okay now. I feel good. Okay. But I think that's why I can only give it two stars. I understand that now. Yeah, yeah. Your anger is real uh, mm-hmm. and valid. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, Ambassador, that's everything for this week. Did that fit the monster category? Are you happy that we did like a, a monster? Absolutely. Like, this is a monster you, episode. How do you feel yeah. about this as a monster episode? Yeah, I think this fits the monster criteria really, really well. Because nice. you have a mystery. Yeah. You have it attacking you. You have a battle. You have a, you have to figure something out. You got to outsmart it. Mm-hmm. And something interesting to look at. Um, Again, yeah? think Hornet with three squid tentacle thingies. Hornet, jellyfish, and and ant hill. A protruding proboscis. proboscis. No. (laughs) That's the one that's stuck in our head. It's the pupiscus. Stylus. It has a it has a stylus. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a very angry stylus. Yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Are you ready for next week's episode? Yeah. We are staying in Voyager. There is one other really big um monster episode that i know that um that i really really enjoy this is to finish out the monster medley we're doing a two-parter this is going to be equinox and then the following week will be equinox part two so we're doing a two-parter from voyager oh good a cliffhanger yeah great this is one of my favorite two-parters in all of voyager i'm being completely selfish however this 100 percent fits the monster Criteria. Um, the monster criteria in more than one way. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. But yes, love Equinox. So next week will be Equinox part one. Um, the following week will be Equinox part two. And then after that, we're going to do our Valentine's episode. Oh my we're God. We're going to pick the lovely episode. You Last can still chance. send in your yep. suggestions. Captainspod mm-hmm. at cinemasins.com. Captainspod at cinemasins.com. And you can send in. It does not have to be you know the telltale love between what's the guy's name from this episode and the girl's name from this episode man i 
Tom and Balana, I think yeah, is what you mean. There we go. Yeah, it doesn't have to be yeah. Tom Lana. Yeah, bomb. <laughs> doesn't have to be the bomb. <laughs> yes, I love that. It can be something unique. Lom. Love on screen, mm-hmm. Star Trek style. What does that mean to you? Send in your episode suggestion yep. to captainspod at cinemasins.com and Ian is compiling what we're going to mm-hmm. do. We're going to go through there some love episodes. currently a front runner for the first one that we're going to do. There is a okay. a bit of a... Wh- do you want to do more than one? Yeah, right? Like, well, how okay. many should we do? Oh, awesome. Two, three? How many have we... How many suggestions do we have so far? Um, I have um three that have come out kind of in front and one okay. that's in front front. So maybe we do those three. Four? Is that four then? No, sorry. Of those three, there's one that's ahead of those three. So there's three that have come to the front and then one of those that's in front of those. So of the... 13 ones that have been sent in you're only paying attention to four <laughs> no there's been like five or six i think it's six that have been sent in three that have had multiple and one that is multiple multiple oh my god um so i don't understand what is happening right now but it's here's amazing. what i know we're gonna do a few i think yeah i think, I think we we'll, should do, do a few. we'll do a few and i'm really i think i've got an idea for what to do next yeah now just a reminder we've already done sex candle episodes that one does not count but it would be Doesn't perfect count. for this category <laughs> it would one it would be the winner it would it would be the winner i'm, I'm almost annoyed that we've already done some rosa <laughs> because it would be so perfect yeah um so that's kind of fun unconventional uh, love before before we get to the end of the episode though we do usually do moopsy versus monster oh so yes let's do, let's do that who's gonna mm. win moopsy or the virus i think the virus wins <laughs> i think the virus murders moopsy absolutely yeah. destroys it because it's just sheer numbers there's isn't no it bones. Yeah. there's no Moopsy bones that we know there's of there's no bones so it would definitely like it would it would secrete it would overcome it would take the moopsy growth hormone it would expand itself and then would, there would be moopsy no more so moopsy no more sad yeah, sorry moopsy. moopsy doesn't have anything to do but you you unanimously moopsy lose this has one. what the virus needs so uh, it's kind of sad yeah. yeah oh my goodness <sighs> imagine moopsy being that tiny anyway so so sad well, yeah. um, thank you for coming with us on that journey this week. We hope it didn't give you any kind of COVID PTSD. Um, and until next week and Equinox, I'm Captain Ian, and I've got a <laughs> and I've got to fix an orifice on my glandular tissue. Oh my god! <laughs> so you have a redundant stomach to, from me. Yes, I'm so glad you pulled that what out. What does Amazing. that even mean? Redundant, uh, two stomachs. Ah, live long. Do Klingons have two stomachs? They have two of basically every organ. Yeah. Oh, we've had this conversation uh-huh. before. They have two of everything, and I can't remember if it's canon that they have two phalluses, but they have two of most things. Yeah. What a thought to end the episode on. Goodbye. Live long and prosper. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. So, um, pick any, uh, pick up any good dogs lately? <laughs> <laughs> uh... Come on, come on, Ambassador. What was the video that you sent me this morning? Oh, man. Maybe you should describe the video that I sent you this morning. It has, like, what a freaking morning I have had. I have had no time to even stop. So the video that I got this morning um, was of Danae, I'm assuming, in the car doing the school run. And then and then the camera just pans to the left a little bit. And I just see this huge chocolate Labrador 
that does not belong to Danae sitting in the trunk of the car, just like, hey guys, hello, I'm on the video. <laughs> this isn't the first time you've rescued a dog. You're more likely to be that person because a lot of people will just drive past that dog yeah. and see the time investment and the potential world changer that 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 is for them and just drive on by yeah. so i guess you're more likely to do that because you've done it before and it's yeah. just it's part of your personality yeah yeah and i i've learned some tricks over the years you know uh but it's a lot like i've i think i've rescued a husky i've rescued a shih tzu i've rescued a saint bernard that one became my own personal dog um there's a obviously max is my newest but so, there's so many that i've had to pass because they either won't come to me and I can't I can't chase them down and I'm like, okay, I have to yeah. trust that you maybe you know where you're going, buddy. There's been some driving to the countryside, you see a dog running down. Those are country dogs. They are usually out. Yeah, they're open in the field. But yeah. This is a dog that was hobbling along. I could tell that he has like hip dysplasia kind of going oh, on. Buddy. And I was just like, dude, what are you doing out? And and you could just see that he was like just on a little walk that just kept going. <laughs> oh, just wandering around. When I opened my car door and I stopped, I stopped the car, I got out and I, I looked at him and I was like, hey, buddy. And he just turned around. He was like, oh, hi. And he just hi. comes right over, nuzzles up to me, gives me a big <laughs> smile. And I, I opened, <laughs> you'll love this. My car is the car of a very chaotic, very busy mother. So mm -hmm. it's just not, I don't empty my car every time i get out of it well um, and your daughter owns the back half so that is an extension of her bedroom it's it's like toys and coats and clothes and that's her space i, I open up iris's side of the car door and this dog just looks at it and is like lady i ain't getting in that nope <laughs> so i walk him to the other side of the car and he follows me such a sweet boy and then I open it up and this dog looks in and just sees absolute chaos. There's toys. <laughs> there's. I, I gave Iris Legos. a thing of uh, <laughs> Kleenexes to wipe her nose. There's just this flood of Kleenexes that haven't been cleaned up since yesterday. I mean, like, it's crazy. And he, he just looks at me. He's like, I'm not I'm not doing that either. <laughs> so then I go open the hatch. Now every door in my car is open pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I open the hatch and, pick. and he looks at me. He's like, hun, I, I, my back, my back hurts. I <laughs> my legs, I'm not climbing up there. Because I carry 60 pound bags of dog food when I buy dog food, I'm like, I'm confident. Even though I haven't worked out in quite some time, I can do this. So I heft this big beefy boy into the back of the car and he just plops down and goes, ugh. Thanks, lady. <laughs> Thanks, mom. New mom. And I and I stopped for my favorite breakfast sandwich. And why didn't I get my favorite breakfast sandwich? I'll tell you why. Because I had mm -hmm. to use said breakfast sandwich to lure a dog out of my car. But what? But why couldn't you eat the sandwich? Because after you'd lured the dog, I used the sandwich to lure the dog. He ate the sandwich. Yeah, but dogs don't need to eat it. They'll follow you as long as you have food. Not this one. So he oh, had to you mean eat tease the sandwich. The dog? You mean tease the dog? Yeah, no, tease I'm the doing dog. That. That's horrible. Oh, you tease it into the house with a yummy thing and then give it regular dog food. Let me wave this delicious food in front of your face and then that's not exactly give it to you. how bait works. That's how fishing works. That's how that's how baiting something works. No, 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 no. Fish technically put that in their mouth. 
They do. That's fair. Then there's a hook. They do. Then they die. Yeah. Then they die. I mean, you're not going to kill the dog. So I think the exchange is that it doesn't get to eat your breakfast. I called you and I was just like, Danae, fill me in. <laughs> and I, my instinct would be like, the, maybe the worst thing you can do is take them 30 miles away <laughs> from where they live. Because now you're making it impossible, essentially, for the other family to find the dog. But it's better than him being out in the cold and I getting hit by a, a car. It was, yeah, it was once. So like initially, I'm just taking him around in the neighborhood. But then... Once I found someone who put him on the Facebook group, I felt confident to drive yeah, to where I uh-huh. live. The internet's going to do a better job than you driving around, but, as proven by this story. But by the time that the owner called me, the story had e- evolved into that their dog had somehow wandered 35 miles away in two hours. Yeah, oh my goodness. So I was the, like, no, 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 head no, 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 I stole him. I dog napped. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, stole uh-huh. your dog from the neighborhood because I wanted him to be safe and I am so yeah. sorry and I'm willing I'm to drive him back Arkansas. to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the UK. <laughs> we got on yeah, a plane. <laughs> I, I, I now know the dog's name is Max. It, he looks like a Max. Doesn't I was absolutely going to guess. Yeah, I should have guessed that he's called Max. Right? It's. I was calling yeah, him Max Hank. the Chocolate Lab. Yeah, because Max or Hank. Hanky. I would have bought that. Because he's a yeah, hunky he's dog. He's a Hank. Yeah, Hank the Tank. And I was right. He's 10 years old. Oh, you guessed 13. Nice. I guess he was very, somewhere very between close. 10 and 13. And once I was like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. He doesn't have enough white for 13. So, But I was like, he mm. is at least a decade old. And I'm yeah, right. He's an older boy. And his owners are so, so happy with me. And it feels so good. Because whenever you pick up a dog and you're attempting to assist in a, like, a rescue situation... Yeah, you don't know if this is going to be your responsibility for here on out, and it's a really scary situation. I know because I've done it many times now in my life that it doesn't yeah. always go as planned, and it's not always the best case scenario. <laughs> Sometimes you end up with a Saint Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you do. <sighs> I'm happy to say that like both of his owners are just thrilled. And I've been sending them pictures of Max. So Max is a big dog compared to my dogs, at least twice the size, if not more. You know, he's probably 80 to 100 pound dog. He's he's Mm -hmm. a chunky lab and um, he's laying in their dog bed. So he engulfs it. (laughs) Just can you see the dog bed? (laughs) Technically, yes. (laughs) <laughs> um, he's laying in the dog bed in front of the fireplace and the fire is on and that's the picture oh, I sent to them. Oh, that's, um, oh my goodness. What an awesome, like, what an awesome, like, turnout. I like, know. it's the best case scenario. You see this dog wandering around on the streets. It comes to you, you rescue it, and almost immediately make contact with the owners. Like, it's such a great story. The owners are going to come get him. After they get off work, and I and I told That's both, awesome. they both called oh. me. That the husband and the wife have both called me, and I was like, I'm totally. He's safe. He's happy. Yeah, we're fine here. But at one point, while all this is going on, I have Max at the back. He's out in the backyard, and he's come mm-hmm. to the back door, and he's just staring at me like this is not where I. I do not want to be in the cold any longer. Yeah, please right? let me in. I have my neighbor's cat meowing incessantly at the back door of the garage where mm-hmm. i in my garage i have like a chair that needs to be reupholstered and it's 
a really plush chair and I've put the cat bed, which is like a little cave on that chair. And then I've covered the cat bed in really warm blankets. So if he decides to sleep in my garage, he's super warm and comfy. Mm -hmm. He was sleeping in there when we went out this morning. And when I came back, he was still Still in there. there. Just a happy cat. He woke up and he's ready to come inside now. And so he is just yelling at me from the door. Opposite (laughs) opposite of that door is the door to my bedroom, which has my my two dogs that are barking at me going, this isn't fair. We live here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We keep being annexed. Quit it. I know there's a dog out there. And it turns out that Max got out at 6.30 this morning and I found him at 8.30 and he had been lost. This is the first time time. in his entire life he's ever been out of the house. Oh no. He has a little buddy dog that it's, uh, let's see if I can remember the dog's name. Hank. Blondie or something. Debbie Harry? It's Max and and his girl buddy, and they are always playing together out in the back or whatever. And she Mm -hmm. started barking at 6.30 this morning, but they didn't know, they didn't go check. Interesting. So that's when Max got out, and they've been searching for him, but they had to go to work. And so I just remember when my dogs have gotten out in the past, how horrible it feels to not know where they are and hope for the best. Wait, did you prove that the owners own Max? And they don't just want a free dog? No, but let me tell you what happened. So I am, I kind of want to like be on the phone while these people pick up the dog in case this is a long con (laughs) or a short con. I mean, what a con it is. But you just have to go onto Facebook and say, yeah, that's my dog. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, it's always difficult, right? Like I've... I have had to validate dogs before. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, whenever I rescued the husky, he was so beautiful. And I'm not saying that Max isn't beautiful, okay? But I had a, I you had a husky. You could see the husky was a desirable. The breed. husky is like a designer breed kind of a yeah. thing, right? He was a not even a black and white husky. He was a red husky. Gorgeous. Yeah. So I went through several rounds of, can you please send me a picture of your dog? Can you prove that this is your dog? Yeah, that's an easy thing to do with these guys. Send me a picture with Max. So when it comes time for pickup, I could do that. This is an old dog that has big tufts of hair all over the back half of his body where he's shedding. He's got a massive goiter. I think that's what it's called. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the like where the skin sort of bulbs out. He has a clear like hip dysplasia or something. He hobbles around. So if not for the dog, I would worry for your security. So even what if this isn't about the dog, mm-hmm. but it's an opportunity mm-hmm. to get into your home? Oh yeah, right. And then like the weird thing, like come on in, see where your dog yeah. has been all day. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is is so I found this dog in a particular neighborhood. And then I stopped somebody in the neighborhood, multiple somebodies, and said, hey, do you know who this dog is? I'm cutting out a lot of the details, essentially, that just, do you know this dog? Do you know where he's come from? And they're all like, no. And the final person said, let me put him up on our our neighborhood Facebook page. Mm. So the dog and my information go on that page. From there, someone in the neighborhood was also looking at another Facebook page for rescues for help me find my dog. Um, in the neighborhood because the neighborhood is adjacent to this um, big park. So the park one was like, we're looking for Max. And someone said it like they connected the two. They shared the picture. 
I had okay, two phone calls okay. before before talking to the the owners. I had two phone calls from two other people that were they sounded like they were in tears. Like you have Rob and Susie and dog. Oh, they're going to be so relieved. Okay, okay. Please call them right now because she has been worried all morning. Like they're calling me. Yeah. I'm just saying if I me. was going to set this up, that's exactly what I would do. For what? Why do you want to have a dog? Just to get into your house and no, I don't want the dog. I want to get into your house because it's a nice neighborhood. What a long con! I love that you're. I love that you're thinking this way. I love that you're thinking this way. I think longer cons happen. People set Mm -hmm. up call centers to con people out of their credit card details. This Mm -hmm. is a pretty easy one because you're preying on people's emotions. Okay. Okay. So they release a dog into the wild. No, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. They're they're not. They're just they're going to these dog websites saying. This yeah, is that's my dog. my dog. Yeah, just to get access to someone's house. Forget about the dog. They don't want the dog. Oh, okay, okay. They want to come into my house and they want to take my things and yes. potentially kill me. Yes. And then take the dog. Don't care about the dog. They just want they your things. They can leave the dog behind. This is it's just, just easy access. A person. Yeah. No, not. Well, they'll just tie you up. This is easy access to okay. someone's house. Okay, okay. I love how paranoid you are. This is I'm great. Su- I'm assuming the worst. Absolutely. Because it, if it all goes well, it doesn't matter. Mm hmm. But if there's, like, like Ben Affleck says, if there's a 1% chance, you have to take it as an absolute certainty. Well, um, the worst could happen today. And if it does happen, I've had a beautiful, wonderful life. Mm-hmm. And um, I love you all. Uh, please give my things to my parents. Uh, they'll know what to do. Wait, what do and I get? <laughs> this show, I guess. Like, I guess you get to pick <laughs> whoever comes on the show next, you know? Hey, open auditions start now. I do not own um, a taser. Don't tell them that. I don't have a taser. You, I've seen it. I've seen it. Danae has a taser in every room, pepper spray in every room. If you try and invade her house, she is always one meter away from pepper spray and a taser. No, 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 no. Damn it, I don't own Danae. a taser because the taser could easily hurt <laughs> me because Iris would just grab it and be like, what's this? Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if there's no show next week, it's because I've died due to home invasion. Oh no, there'll um, still be a show next week. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, few. Good to know. Things will go. Things will move on like normal. I will be forgotten quickly. Not Such forgotten. Great... We'll just move on. The person who made the neighborhood post for Max for me. Yeah. Just texted to see how it's going. Oh. And, and she says, "People care. I love oh, it. Well done, dog friend." And I said, "It was your post that made it happen." Imagine someone being like, "Hi, I'm. Do you? I'm so sorry to bother you. Can you come look in my car at this dog? Like, there's just like the, the creep factor. Oh could yeah, be fifth, uh-huh. you know. Like, get I in my boot. Yeah, get I in my trunk. I didn't say it like that, no. but you know. I need you to just quickly take a peek in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're going to miss you very much, Danae. You, you have died doing a good deed. Mm-hmm. You didn't do your due diligence. It's good. It's good. Yep. The people came into your house. They killed you and hid the body. Danae, I tried to warn you about this, yeah. but you didn't yeah. listen to okay. me. The last thing you going through my mind me. while I'm being murdered is just like Ian Make was right. So just me your final thought. You could um, have survived me. this. <laughs> Danae is dead. <laughs> uh, question for Danae from Nick. 
Uh, did watching this remind you of the Lower Decks episode with Voyager and in turn make you feel that I remember that feeling? Because I totally forgot this. Voyager is in season four. They do this like it's a museum and Boimler like damages lots of different parts of the ship and they do like a tour of Oh, that's the right. Ship. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I'm guessing I you did, did too. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that you asked this question because there there were parts of this episode where I was having a bit of nostalgia. Yeah. Um remembering the different characters as they were coming up and it was interesting because they were sort of scattered mm-hmm. I, I saw a lot of the familiar faces in the flashback obviously but when they first come across the upon the familiar faces um she she discovers like all of them piled up in that room and they're just like kind of like yeah <laughs> was it harry maybe i think yeah harry was the one that was like heavy breathing yeah he uh, oh yeah i remember that guy so there was a lot of nostalgia hits mm-hmm. for me but i um and i said this at the top of the episode which you guys were going to hear when the episode comes out but like janeway even in this who becomes this you know gi jane person uh th- there's a lot of her personality that i have forgotten i did not remember that she liked classical jazz or whatever's playing at the end of the episode and, and who knows she, i didn't remember that part not I a, didn't... doesn't come up a lot i think she likes classical music I think that's the the overarching thing. She's just, you know, painting and sipping tea. These are things I didn't remember about the captain. (laughs) Oh, Cameron brings up a clarifying point, which I appreciate. Ambassadors are civilians and captains are military. One doesn't outrank the other. But your point is still valid. Military officers can't appoint civilian officials. So this works for us and also Janeway. Like Janeway appointing... Neelix as an ambassador, technically she doesn't have the authority to do that, but I think it's more playful. But I can't demote you and you can't outrank me because you're a civilian. You're welcome. Uh, Phil asks, will you guys do the animated series? Uh, Yes, in short. I don't know when. We'll do it eventually because um, why not? Like animation is fun and it's a weird, weird series. Like I kind of love that they decided to just be off the wall because like, hey, we can draw whatever we want. So we're not limited by budgets. So let's have a cat on the bridge and just make up some crazy shit. Like, it's a bit of a wild one. I love it. Man, this Discovery Season 5 thing <laughs> predictably set off not a ruckus, but a debate. I'm genuinely not sure. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Like, it'll be it'll be great. Like, we'll, we would do it. But it's a weird one. And I know... Discovery isn't the most popular of the seasons um, of the series of Star Trek. It might come into its own, like, as people rewatch it over the years. But I'm just, I'm torn. I think I'd rather do Prodigy. I think I'd rather do, like, 10 episodes of Prodigy where we do two two a week because they're, like, 20 minutes each. Um, yeah, still, still on the fence about that one. We also decided while you were away that we're going to... Um, uh, the, the I think it's Comic Con in Las Vegas. Um, to do some Star Trek things. Oh, <gasps> Star Trek, Star Trek, Las Vegas. When is it? Um, uh, first week of August. I think we're gonna go to Vegas and we're gonna have a Star uh, Captain's Pod meetup. We've decided. Wait, wait, wait. When? 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 First week of August this year. First week of August. It is decided. Do you guys know what I'm doing right now? Looking up the calendar and tickets. I'm, and I'm taking that time off before you get to it. <laughs> No, no, hang on. Hey, Wait, I'm going to just message like Jeremy. Taking off hey, the first Jeremy. Of August. <laughs> we'll be working. Beep, 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 beep. It's just a work away. We will be doing work for that period of time. Let's sort of go find me to buy tickets for everybody, like a crowdsourcing thing. 
That's but hang on a minute, hang on a minute. The only people with an incentive to do that are the people that are going. So it would only <laughs> you'd end up paying for your own ticket. Captain Spot, enter studio. Click on button. Go, go, go. Yes, I'm late again. Yes, yes. But the uh, live show will blame you. So. <laughs> 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 <laughs>